there, Milsos. Welcome to the final episode of 2022. To celebrate the end of the year, I'm wrapping things up with a really cool episode about our country's newest military branch, the United States Space Force. The Space Force celebrated its third birthday this month on December 20th, and I don't know about you, but I have very little knowledge about this branch, and I'm so, so excited to welcome my guest star, Amanda Huffman, to the podcast to enlighten us all. Amanda is an Air Force veteran with six years as a civil engineer who served on a combat deployment with the Army in Afghanistan. But once her sons were born, she decided to trade in her combat boots for a diaper bag and take on life as a Milso, which she is now a Space Force Milso. So I'm really excited to talk to her and learn more about her insight. Amanda hosts a podcast of her own called Women in the Military, where she shares the stories of women who have served or are currently serving in the military. And she is also a freelance writer for a number of military publications that you may have heard of, like Military Spouse Magazine, Military.com, Military Families Magazine, etc. The list goes on. And she is an author of two published books which I will link all of those in the show notes so that you can follow along with her after this episode is over. Whew, what a resume, am I right? Amanda is such an amazing lady, and I can't wait to learn more from her and hear about her experience in this brand new branch. I've got your six mil so. Let's learn together. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Amanda. I'm so excited to have you here. Let's start with a quick backstory about you and your experience so far as a Milso. So my husband and I met in college during ROTC, and so he commissioned a year before me, and then I commissioned a year later, and we got married that last year that I was in college. So I guess technically I was a military spouse for like three or four months, and then I went active duty I was in the Air Force for six years, and we were dual military, and then I left the military when my first son was born, and mm -hmm. had a really hard transition, and learned that it's a lot harder than I thought <laughs> to be a military spouse, and since then, we lived in Ohio, California, Virginia, and now we're back in California. Nice, and how long has your husband been in the Space Force? Because he just transitioned into there, right? Yeah, he transferred in July of 2021. So I guess it's been a year and a half. Because the Space Force is only three years old, right? They just celebrated their third birthday Yep. on the 20th. Yeah, this week. What made your husband decide to switch from the Air Force to Space Force? Well, most of his career, he's done a lot of space-related things. And so... He was really interested in what has been going on in space, and he has a lot of background in space, and he wants to do space stuff when he gets out of the military, so it made sense to apply to the Space Force when given the opportunity, just so that he could guarantee that his next job, before the job he's in now, would be space and not some other Air Force thing that wasn't what he wanted to do in the future. So can you give us a brief history about why Space Force was created? Because I really don't know 
hardly anything about the Space Force. So I'm really excited to have you here to tell us all about it. <laughs> yeah, so I was doing some research because the Space Force history goes way back. I actually found out that it goes all the way back to 1915, and they Whoa. established a National Advisory Committee for Aeronautics, mm -hmm. and it was... A lot of the technology that they were using actually went into the aircraft used during World War II. And so they used the information that they were gathering for space and were able to use it on the aircraft. And then they went on and did the ballistic missile designs. And then, of course, with the space exploration with NASA, part of that organization got scooped into NASA but the military still kept their own space program that continued on. And in 1982, the Air Force created U.S. Air Force Space Command. And it was focused on tracking satellites and maintaining the satellite system around. And then also, you know, other space stuff that's secret that we don't know what they're doing. But there's <laughs> okay. a lot of stuff going on. And then they also support, like, the launches that happen at Cape Canaveral and Vandenberg. Mm -hmm. Not, I mean, depending on what's being launched determines what the payload is, determines who the, like, the person in charge of the launch is. But the ground operations and all that is run by the Space Force at Cape Canaveral and Vandenberg Air Force Base. Well, Space Force Base. Interesting. Mm -hmm. So, and actually I was doing some more research and I guess Lyndon B. Johnson wanted to create a Space Force in the 1950s when he was a senator because he thought it was really important that there was a separate branch. But Eisenhower was like, no, that's a stupid idea. We shouldn't do that. And so <laughs> that's why they're, so actually like the creation of the Space Force could have happened in the, 50s. In the 1950s, yeah. but... That's crazy. But instead, it didn't, and it was kind of like under the Air Force and part of that branch and doing its own thing. Um, so, yeah, so it kind of has a really interesting history, and I've been learning a lot, and I didn't know all those things, but now I do. Yeah. So, because we mentioned NASA already, can you tell me what the difference is between Space Force and NASA, real quick. Yeah, the easiest way to explain it is NASA is space exploration. So they've been doing a lot of manned space missions with, like, the International Space Station and obviously when they went to the moon and that sort of thing. But then they also have other, like, the Mars rover and other... They have this thing, I can't remember the acronym, where they, like, tried to change the course of an asteroid to prevent if an asteroid was coming to Earth. So they're doing a lot of, like, interesting things in space exploration. And the difference between NASA and the Space Force is Space Force is focused on defense. So if you think about all the different defense-related items that are going on with the satellite systems that are around the world. One of the most common that people know about is the Global Positioning System, GPS, which we use in mm -hmm. our cars. That is maintained and was created by the military and maintained by the Space Force. And then also there's weather satellites, reconnaissance satellites, 
lots and lots of satellites that are doing lots and lots of different things that some of them we know about and a lot of them we don't know about and even you know like gps you don't even think about like how does it work and it's all the satellites that are going up around us i know i don't yeah (laughs) yeah i know that i just need it desperately or i am lost all the time (laughs) one other question that i had was we call the air force personnel airmen army soldiers navy sailors what do we call the personnel for the space force they're called guardians okay so straight out of a marvel movie (laughs) love it (laughs) And do you know why they're called that? Actually, a lot of the pop culture references are people know them from like, like the Delta for Star Trek is actually based on history from the space arena. And it's not because the Delta people are like, oh, they took it from Star Trek. It's like, no, Star Trek took it from the space and the military. Right. The symbol, the logo. But yeah. that's what people know. And so the Guardians comes, I don't know the history, but it comes from some sort of history. That's where they came up with the different names and ideas. And I think it's about like guarding the country and guarding the world. Yeah, that but makes sense. It's not, yeah, it's it's like everyone thinks it's pop culture, but it's actually like way. pop culture <laughs> stole it from the military but that's funny um yeah just the second you say guardians i used to work at disney so i always go straight to guardians of the galaxy so that's just the way my brain works but right um but i think it's totally fitting because they're on guard 24 7 protecting our country and our allies and tech and space and so that totally makes sense to me um do you know how many people right now are active duty space force uh, I had to ask my husband because I, well, I did research and like, there's not a lot of research on the internet about how many people are in the Space Force and it's below 20,000. So it's really small. It's like between 15 and 20,000 people and that's military and civilian. So it's very tiny, very tiny branch. Yeah. Well, and again, they're only three years old, so <laughs> you got to give them some credit because then, you know. I know my husband's in the army and they have about like 470 something thousand people in active duty. And so when you think about it in comparison to that, that's huge. But I'm pretty sure I looked it up last night. The Coast Guard, who's the smallest branch um, with active duty members, has like 40,000, like 40, 41,000 people and they've been around for a long time so when you think about it like that they're not that far behind yeah (laughs) but but yeah 20,000 that's really cool though that they've been able to get that many people on board in such a short amount of time yeah well there were about 16,000 people in space command when space force was created so all those people kind of siphoned over and then more people have been added and other people have been taken away so right right and so it's always been under the umbrella of Air Force operations. So yeah. since it was under Air Force, in terms of rank structure, do you know if the ranks are basically the same as the Air Force? Yeah, the officer ones are the same, and the Air Force ones are pretty similar. The main difference is the first four are like Specialist 1, Specialist 2, instead of like Airman, 
oh my goodness, I'm remember- forgetting all their names. <laughs> Airman Basic, Airman, <laughs> um, Senior Airman. It's not, it doesn't have Airman in it. And okay. then, but then it's like Sergeant, Tech Sergeant, Master Sergeant, which is the same way the same. that the Air Force is. Okay. Pretty similar. I mean, there's slight differences. Yeah. The first four, though, you said. Are very different. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But that makes sense because they're not airmen anymore. They're working in the Space yeah. Force. So I get that. Um, and then in terms of on like the Milso side of things where they start to become more involved, what are the main base locations where Guardians would be stationed and be able to have their families along with them? So there's Buckley Air Force Base, or I need to stop saying Air Force, Buckley (laughs) Space Force Base in Colorado, LA Space Force Base in California, Patrick Space Force Base in Florida, Peterson Space Force Base at Colorado, Shriver Space Force Base, Colorado, and then Vandenberg Space Force Base, which is also in California. So there's not very many. Some nice locations. And and there's also other, like, smaller, like, Cape Canaveral has Space Force people on it, which is close to Patrick, but not exactly the same location. And then in the D.C. area, you know, the Pentagon is where a lot of Space Force stuff happens, too, just like all the other branches, and there's other satellite locations. Yeah, That's really cool, though, because then they have... And when they're not at work, there's lots of, it sounds like Colorado and California and Florida, those are all places that have a lot of things to do in their areas outside of work whenever they're not doing whatever they're doing. (laughs) Because it sounds like most of whatever they do is kind of unknown. (laughs) Is that true? I think a lot of it is, and then a lot of it isn't. It just depends on like where you're at. Like, there, like the weather stuff is all unclass, and then there's classified stuff, and then sometimes you could be working on like some stuff that's like a mix of classified and unclassified, but there is a lot of classified stuff. Got it. And in terms of uh, moving cycles, is it something that is very similar to the Air Force again, or is it longer stays for Guardians? Right now, I think it's pretty similar, but we were at like a controlled tour so we had to move at the four-year point and there has been talk of keeping people in places longer because there's only six bases and like LA does a lot of different things so like you could work on a bunch of different projects in LA without having to move and you wouldn't really move to Patrick because that's launch, which is totally different. And Patrick's Cape Canaveral, right? Yeah, Patrick's near Cape Canaveral. Got it. In Florida. So, like, there's not a lot of places that you can go. And then, like, even where you can go, it's kind of specialized what you can do. So they're talking about trying to make it so that you stay in one location longer and not have to move as much as before. That would be a huge bonus, too, for the whole family. Yeah. Um, do... Do the Guardians deploy very often or at all? Because most of their work is in space. (laughs) I don't think they're astronauts, right? No, they're not (laughs) astronauts because that's NASA. Uh, And actually, NASA usually pulls from military, but not, like, directly from the Space Force. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. Like, a lot of the deployments that my husband's career field had were, like, being loaned out to the Air Force to fill gaps and different things and currently 
I haven't heard anything about my husband deploying, but I don't know. Yeah, that's still kind of like up in the air. There's all these like behind the scenes, you know, when they need people to backfill, sometimes they just need a body and they don't care what branch you're in. Got it. Okay. Um, but in terms of the specific branch, they don't really deploy, but they could be pulled into an, another branch to deploy for something else. Right. That's the way I understand it. Okay. And then the last question I had for now, because I want to keep this short, but I'm sure I have a bazillion later. Um, What do you think is the biggest difference from the MILSO perspective that you have between life in the Air Force versus the Space Force? Well, I think my husband's career field's kind of always been different than like being part of the traditional air force like when i was in a squadron it was a very different feel because there weren't very many civilians it was like mainly military and where my husband's worked throughout his career it's been a lot of civilians so i feel like it's kind of more of like an office job with a semi-military feel where it's not it's not the same type of community that you get in the Air Force and being in a squadron. It's just kind of like you have like a job and you go to work and then you come home and you don't really do a lot of activities, at least where we've been stationed with everybody in the unit. And so that's kind of different in the military sense. I don't remember if we talked about this or not, but the position that you did for six years in the Air Force, that was a civil engineering, right? Yeah, I was a civil engineer, and I deployed to Afghanistan with the Army. Oh, my so. goodness. So so you're saying that the community that you had from that position was a bit more involved and stronger than the more, like, office-setting job that your husband does? Are you able to talk about what he does, or is that classified? <laughs> uh, I don't know what he does because I stopped asking questions. <laughs> So I don't <laughs> think okay. what he's I don't think what he's doing now is classified, but I have no idea what he does because I mean I know he works on satellites, so like he helps with uh, the satellites of some sort in some capacity and making sure that they get launched. I know that's really informative, huh? But no, you're so. good. It makes me laugh. I'm laughing because this is exactly how I describe my husband's job sometimes. I'm like, I mean, I know that he, he works in an office with a bunch of people and they look at a lot of screens. <laughs> yeah. Because that's all he talks about when he comes home. He worked on a project when we were in California last time. And right before we moved from Virginia, it finally got all the things cleared so that it could go launch so we got to go to Cape Canaveral and one of the captains that he knew was stationed at Cape Canaveral and they were able to get us on the base and because it's flat there you could like we were on the top of the building and we went and got to see the launch in person so that was really cool to go down there and get to see something that he worked on go out into space so yeah I mean that was really neat but so he's doing stuff like that where he works on projects and then eventually they finally get to go out to space. So <laughs> well, it was really cool to see that launch happen. Yeah, I bet. I mean, I'm sure it takes years and years of developing and testing before anything ever gets launched. So that makes sense to me, but I'm sure that's so exciting and nerve wracking probably for him. 
<laughs> to see that start going off the ground. So I'm I'm super jealous. That sounds like a really fun part of the job, actually. But there are so many more questions I feel like I could come up with because, again, Space Force is so new and there's just so much that even you don't really know about it and it's kind of in development still. But um, it's so it's been so nice to be able to talk to somebody who's kind of on the inside of Space Force life. So thank you so much for being here. Um, where can listeners connect with you after this episode is over? Well, I have my own podcast. It's called Women of the Military, and I interview women who have served in the military and talk about their experience. And oddly enough, I haven't talked to a Space Force person. I've been trying <laughs> to, but it hasn't happened. Partly because it's hard. Like you said, it's new, and a lot of people are still in. And like we said, you can't really talk about what you do, so it makes it hard to talk about your experience. Yeah. Um, but... I have that podcast, and then my blog is airmentomom.com. Airmentomom.com. Awesome. And I'll link all of these things in the show notes, too, so that people can find you. But again, thank you so much for being here and giving us whatever insight you have, because it's way more than the rest of us have. (laughs) So I appreciate you very much, and I hope you have a Merry Christmas. Thank you. Merry Christmas to you, too. Thanks for listening to the Brave New Milso podcast. I am genuinely grateful for you and am hoping you could do me a quick favor. Would you be willing to follow or subscribe to this podcast? Or if you're feeling like spreading a little extra magic today, maybe leave me a rating or a review. All of these things help podcasters out so much. I cannot wait to learn more with you in the next episode. Thanks again for listening to the Brave New Milso podcast.